Songs to Die, Season 3, Episode 4, Demigods and the Nephilim. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.songstodie.com. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of mankind, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 in ASB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. This is your host, Ree, and today we're back. I am so sorry about missing last week's episode, but there was just so much going on. I was not in the headspace to be doing a podcast episode. Um, I did experience a death in the family. Um, I also have two family members that were still in the hospital at the time. Um, I actually still have one family member that's still in the hospital. I also started my new job last week, so there was just so many things going on, and adding this podcast episode on top of it just became too much, Um, so after I tried to record it a couple of times, I just gave up and was like, this is just going to have to wait till next week. So I'm back, and this week we're going to talk about demigods and the Nephilim. Now, Before we start talking about what a demigod is, I think first we should talk about what the Nephilim are. If you have heard this word before, then you're probably aware that there are many, many different theories about who the Nephilim are. If you've never heard that word, then I'm telling you, there are a lot of of theories. Within Christianity, people think various things. Um, I think the first mention of the Nephilim is in Uh, the story of the flood. Um, It says that the Nephilim were on the earth and that they lived during the days before the flood and after the flood. Some translations write the word giant and other translations leave the word Nephilim because no one's really sure what that actually means. Now, I've had a pastor who thought that it just meant great people in the land, like powerful people or important people, influential people. Um, I personally do not agree with his assumption, but that would be a whole episode in and of itself going into the theory of that, and we wanna keep going. So there is that theory that exists out there. Um, There is a larger group that believe it means giants, which is why you will see some translators use the word giants. Um, And you would think giants in the vein of like Goliath, where they were just very large men. Why they were that large? People who say they were giants don't really have an explanation. But then there are those of us, I include myself in this other theory group, um, that do believe that the Nephilim were these hybrid people who were half angel, half man. And before you like be like, whoa, she's she's crazy. 
Um, yes, the Bible says that angels are not given in marriage, but it's also talking about angels who are following the will of God. Angels who are following the will of God also wouldn't be um, killing people if people hadn't, you know, if people were doing the right thing. They wouldn't just be attacking us for no reason and things like that because they're following the will of God. But Satan came and started tempting us when, you know, he because he was rebelling. So those angels who are rebellious, there's no telling what they would do and what they can do. We don't know enough about the the beings, right? They appeared as men in many places within the Bible. We don't know what their capabilities actually are. We just know what they've been told to do and what they've been told not to do. And of course, like I said, fallen angels are not following those rules. So I believe that the Nephilim are the children, the offspring of these fallen angels and mortal women. And there are a lot of other people who believe that as well. And for the purpose of this episode, you're going to see that I'm leaning on that definition more heavily. But, um, you know, there are also parts of this episode that will relate to angels themselves, even without the theory of the Nephilim and stuff like that. So the Nephilim is was the starting point, And then you'll see it branches out. So now let's talk about demigods. Like, what is a demigod? A demigod is actually anything that is between our human mortal self and the divine. I was actually shocked. I grew up thinking that a demigod was like half human, half God, um, because I grew up, you know, reading like Greek mythology. So I'm thinking like Hercules or something like that. But before I started the episode, I definitely wanted to look it up and get a clear definition, an exact definition, something that I could um, definitely rely on and present to you guys. So I looked it up in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and according to the dictionary, um, it is, I mean, there were a couple of different definitions, but the primary definition was that it is any type of being that has some sort of supernatural power or some power that is more than what mankind has, but they're still less than um, a god. And so I found that interesting because that definitely kind of changed my mindset of what actually constitutes a demigod. Going into the episode, I knew that there were instances of demigods across different cultures. Like I already mentioned Hercules, right? So going into it, you know, my original mindset was like, okay, you had the Greeks who had all of these, you know, Hercules was not the only example, but they had all of these legends about these, you know, the gods coming down and and mating with women and having offspring that were like half God, half human. And they had these like superpowers or super strength and all of this thing. Um, And then, of course, the Nephilim. And so in my mind, these were the two major factors going into the episode was like, okay, I know these people believe this. Did anybody else have this consciousness of these people that were somewhere between human and God? And when this definition came up, it just opened up so many more avenues because by the definition given, Um, technically angels would fall in that category as well because they are more powerful than us as humans, but they are not God. Um, and so I was like, wow, we don't even need the, the Nephilim to see 
the, you know, the presence of quote unquote demigods in, uh, you know, the, the Bible. So I was like, wow. Um, and then of course reading it, I was like, technically a superhero might fall in this category as well. Um, even somebody like Superman, um, that is not, you know, he's an alien, but he has more powers than humans, but he's not a God. Right. And so I, I just found it very interesting because it just opened up so many more doors. So I started looking and I was like, okay, so what do we have? Now, like I said, in Christianity, we have the Nephilim and we have angels. We already talked about them a little bit. If you look at Greek mythology, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Hercules. Um, there are, well, actually that's the Roman name. I think it's Heracles. I don't know how to pronounce it in Greek, but essentially Roman mythology and Greek mythology are the same thing. They just gave them different names, but the Romans took the Greek mythology because that's, we talked about this last semester, last semester, last season. We talked about this last season. Um, The Romans were notorious for just basically stealing other people's religions and just kind of mashing them together, making the tweaks that they wanted to make, changing names if they wanted to. Um, If you didn't listen last season, I definitely recommend going and checking that out because I went through all of that and how that relates to Christianity and how a lot of paganism crept into Christianity uh, via the Roman Catholic Church doing this exact thing. So the Romans basically adopted Greek mythology. So, you know, like Zeus became Jupiter and uh, Ares became Mars and like all of these types of things. Um... I think Aphrodite became Venus. Basically all of the the names, they just changed it, but they had exactly the same principles, the same ideas, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a Hercules in Greek mythology and there's a Hercules in Roman mythology. So both of them have this idea that the gods were coming down and having kids with these people. And then there were legends about what these people did. Some of them did good for humanity. Some of them did bad. Um, they had different strengths and, and all of these different things um, that kind of, you know, inspired, I guess, the legends, which is interesting because, of course, with Greek mythology, that even goes into our, I guess, pop culture, if you want to say. You have the whole series, Percy and um, Percy Jackson, where he's basically a demigod and it's based on this idea of Greek mythology and this whole concept of the gods intermingling with the people. And so that became a thing. Um, I don't know that much about it. I saw one movie from the, from that series. So I, I can't comment on it heavily, but I do know that it has infiltrated our media as well as, it's, it's not just like a religious thing or a cultural thing. It's also within like pop culture. Um, because even if we step back to Christianity, um, there's also the mortal instruments, which is about this idea of fallen, uh, angels and well, the, the theology in the mortal instruments is way off. I did read it is way off. It, it's not right. There's a lot of things wrong with it, but that's again, a whole nother podcast episode. But my whole point is that it, if you're familiar with that series, they have these people, they actually call them the Nephilim. And that whole thing is that they're supposed to be descended from, there's some sort of half angel, half human race, and they have these powers and all this other stuff. Um, 
it, it's clearly influenced by the idea of demigods. So as you can see, even just from these two cultures, um, we have a lot of influence in our pop culture, in our literature, in our movies of today's society. But it does not end there. They're not, I did find other examples of demigods in our uh, world. So um, I looked at Africa and um, I will definitely link, um, I found a link on Wikipedia, which is actually where I started. I know guys, Wikipedia, but you have to expand out. Like you can start at Wikipedia and then you have to expand out and find out like, is this credible? Did they do their due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. So I started with a list there and I'll post that in the show notes and in the description box so you can see, cause we're not gonna talk about everything. Um, but I did find one that I had actually heard of before in passing and I just didn't really pay it much attention. And that's the Orisha. And um, that is specifically from Yorba culture um, on the continent of Africa. I'm pretty sure the Yorba are on the West in West Africa somewhere, but I'm not sure which country they originated in. Um, but the Orisha is, it, it's not a person, it's a group. Um, and they are some sort of demigod, like half God, half human type of people. Um, I also found a similar thing in the Philippines. Um, in the Philippines, there is a religion or a culture that has a God named Bethala and he has lots of children with human women. And so that was also a, uh, an example that I found as we spread out across the world. Um, I found some in Hindu culture. Um, we've been talking about Norse mythology in pretty much every episode, and I can never pronounce the names, but um, I also found examples of demigods in Norse, myth Norse mythology. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce any of these names. They will be located in the show notes, of course. Um, but they do have examples there. And um, I also found an, um, examples in Assyrian culture. Um, we may have, I think we touched on this last season, um, on Tammuz and Semiramis. Um, if not, I highly recommend uh, Truth Unedited on YouTube. He has a series called The History of Religion and he talks about Tammuz and Semiramis and their significance towards Christianity specifically. Um, but they also are another pair of demigods that came out of the Mediterranean and um, the Middle Eastern area. And they, I think it's Assyrian in nature. So that was another example. Um, and then of course, as I started thinking about this, and like I mentioned, our pop culture, superheroes, I already mentioned uh, Superman, but superheroes in general kind of fit this description that I found in uh, the dictionary. So whether it's, whether they've acquired these powers because they got bit by a radioactive spider or because they're super geniuses or they're aliens or they got hit by radiation or they fell in a vat of toxic waste or whatever um it's very much that they have more power than mankind and they are less than gods so this entire concept of the marvel cinematic universe which has been all of the craze for the last decade or so also fits under this and it's something that people eat up 
and love. Um, and I wanted to include them because part of this, I mean, my main focus was showing like ancient cultures and other religions and what they actually believe in. We all know that superheroes are not real. Like we don't believe in uh, superheroes, but I wanted to show how we kind of developed like an obsession with this idea. Unlike some of the other ideas that we'll be talking about, um, this is one that has really, really embedded itself into our culture. And I mean, I guess to an extent, we didn't talk about this when I talked about um, how it will end and the end of the world, but it's another one like all of our movies are about like some sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland or whatever, and you know, zombie apocalypses and things like that. We do have an obsession there as well. And I had to sit back and ask myself, like, why are there these same themes that play over and over? Why do we attach to these themes so heavily? And so I started looking at it and I was curious because I was like, okay, there are definitely certain things from like a psychological standpoint. There are similarities between, um, you know, us and a demigod. And there are similarities between the demigod and a god. And I, I think it's interesting because um, from a Christian standpoint, we have fallen and we are far from God. We have put this separation, this distance between us and God, and we're trying to get back. We've, you know, we can't work hard enough. That's the whole concept of Christianity. Um, we can't do enough to fix what we've done. But, you know, Jesus is our mediator. And um, again, you know, Jesus is not a demigod because he's fully God and fully man. But again, it's still this concept of God coming to earth and being relatable, right? This whole concept of being relatable. There's this thing that's in between our broken state and our fragile state and this all-powerful, all-knowing, immortal God that we are worshiping. And so I thought it was interesting because, you know, like I said, when you look at this concept of these you know, beings that are higher than humans and lower than God, they typically tend to look like us. Now, in some cases, you might get some some interesting mixes. And despite the way people portray angels in these white Renaissance paintings from, you know, the 1500s, uh, in the Bible, they are not described as looking like us. They can appear like us, but they definitely don't look like us. If you don't believe me, check out the book of Ezekiel. I can't remember the exact chapter, but if you look at Ezekiel, you will definitely see that angels do not look like us. Um, however, most people think of them as looking like us. And so um, the Nephilim, they, you know, they didn't give us a description of what they look like, but I assume they looked like people. Um, and then, you know, you have the superheroes, of course, Superman, Batman, they, they all look just like us. It's just they have some sort of elevated abilities. Um, Hercules... I'm, you know, I'm going off the Disney version. Uh, he looks like a normal person. I don't know if that's, I, I think that's how he was described in Greek mythology. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I read anything from Greek mythology. But a lot of these people look like people, right? Even in, like I said, when you go into, um, you know, Semiramis and Tammuz, I, they were supposedly looking like some normal, random people um and so there's this familiarity that's there but then there's all of the things that we wish we had right we wish we were stronger we wish we had power we wish we had the ability to control certain um 
aspects of life, whether it's the weather, whether it's fire, water, all of these other legends that come in about um, like elementals um, and things like that. We have this desire to be able to control something because um, everything's out of our control and we lost our connection to be able to talk directly to the person who is controlling everything, which would be Yahweh. And of course, um, you know, there's, that's just my take on it. There could be lots of other reasons, but this is what I'm getting as I'm researching all of these different cultures um, and, and looking at my own beliefs. And of course, like I said, there's always going to be a Christian bias on what I'm talking about because I am a Christian and that's what I believe. Um, and I'm, I'm not presenting these other cultures to say that they were necessarily, uh, that they have everything right. I'm presenting it to show that there are similarities there. There are things that inherently we seem to cling to. We seem to know something and we seem to have this desire to either see this be fulfilled or it's something that did happen. Um, and I, I mentioned this briefly in the last episode. I do believe that Satan and his angels, there is a verse that talks about how Satan was cast out, he and his angels, and they're now here. And it says, woe to the earth and the sea and its inhabitants because Satan has come down to you. So Satan and all of his fallen angels are restricted to our planet. They're here doing whatever they want to do. They're definitely not following God. And in my mind, um, I totally believe that they've been going around creating mischief. The gods of the Greeks could have been fallen angels. There could be a fallen angel who called himself Zeus or who called himself Jupiter. And he could have been mating with other, you know, with, with, with Greek women and producing offspring, which would be the Nephilim spoke about in the Bible. If, if, do you see where I'm making these connections? Like, if you actually step back and look at what's happening, it still makes sense that all of our cultures are seeing these people that are somewhere in between God and man because of that same concept in the Bible. Like, from a Christian standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I totally believe you. I believe that's what you saw. Um, now, I'm not saying that the Greek God actually existed or didn't exist. I'm just saying that is a theory that could have been um, what was happening. Um, I definitely think that, you know, mankind knows something about elevated human beings. Now, when you start talking about this, um, you can't leave out the fact that royalty often claim to be descended from gods. Now, I'm putting this here because I'm not really sure if this would follow, fall under being a demigod or actually them thinking they are God, like a God complex. Um, because, you know, in some cases, like um, the Roman Caesars, you know, they, they refer to themselves as God. They wanted people to worship them. Um, but I still think there was, they, they understood they were mortal and they, they did die, right? They died. So they're definitely mortal. Um, but there is this claim from, like I said, Romans, from the, uh, Egyptians. Um, I found evidence that this claim was made in China, that in some parts of Japan, this is believed. Um, there are lots of human beings who ruled um, that claimed to have some descendancy from a god or that they had some sort of um, 
you know, that they were some sort of god or whatever. And this goes all the way back to Semiramis um, and Tammuz. This was the same con this was the same claim that she made about her claim to the Assyrian throne. And so I thought it was interesting um, and worth noting here because, like I said, it goes into power structures and um, how people are claiming power. And it's interesting because people went along with it, right? Why did people go along with it? So I just thought that um, this entire concept was interesting. Like I said, that humankind seems to know that there is something in between our lowly mortal existence and God's all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent, um, omnipotent state. And it, it is showing itself across all cultures and, and we love to hear about it. So um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I'm definitely going to leave a lot of information in the show notes so that you can research it, so that you can see more of this happening across the universe. Um, I do want to, of course, leave in the disclaimer that um, as a Christian, I only believe in one God. I believe in Yahweh. Um, I do not believe that we should be worshiping any other gods or uh, entities. So while it is interesting to talk about the demigods and talk about whether they existed or they didn't exist and why we all seem to think that they exist and why we all have um, stories and, and information on them. I definitely disagree with worshiping them or treating them um, as though they are above God, right? Um, and again, like I mentioned, even angels would fall into this category. And we see numerous times within the Christian Bible that when angels who are of God came, they refused worship. So people would see angels and they would get confused and think they should worship the angel. That's how powerful they are. Um, but then the angel would be like, stop, don't worship me, worship he who created me and he who created the world. So um, I did want to leave you with that thought because I don't want people to get more confused than uh, they already are. So once again, Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You can find the show notes at the website, www.psalmstogod.com. You can follow me on Instagram, psalms underscore to underscore God. Um, and we're also on YouTube. I will link that in the description because I, uh, I don't have a pretty channel name yet. Um, but if you want to help me get one, go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. And you can also see me as I doodle out my show notes on the channel. Um, you can also see other content there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.